0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, I'm Anif Baharuddin and this is GG Well Played, the show that talks about all things video games. In this episode, we're going to have a casual chat about grinding and how it has evolved in video games. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Ali Johan and of Neil Ting. Thank you, Hanif. Uh, Here are some headlines this
1: week. We're going to start with uh, an update from Ubisoft. After seeing the right steps being taken by Activision Blizzard in addressing the scandal that's plaguing the company, the equivalent employee group in Ubisoft is now launching a new petition asking for support after a lack of response from the studio to their initial demands made in August.
2: Yep, the employee group in Ubisoft was formed in August to support the walkout by Activision Blizzard staff in regards to the scandal in that company. Informing that group, the employees are demanding that the management in Ubisoft addresses the abuse at their company too.
1: Yeah, but after 100 days, Ubisoft did not respond to any of the demands, which resulted in a better Ubisoft employee group launching a new petition to gather more support. In a tweet to promote the petition, the group says, You disappoint us, Guillemot? 100 days, zero demands met. Surely you can do better than this. Uh, And the statement seems to be inspired by the tone that was carried by Ubisoft in their marketing strategy to promote their recent game Far Cry 6 to gamers.
2: Yeah, the issues plaguing Ubisoft seems to not receive as much attention as Activision Blizzard, but let's all hope that with this new petition, things will eventually change for the better at the company. Okay, moving on, Sony has made an investment in Devolver Digital, an indie publisher that's responsible for games like Hotline Miami, Inscription and Death's Door. This comes after Devolver Digital has gone public listing on AIM, a submarket of the London Stock Exchange.
1: Yes, uh, Devolver is an American company and has two HQs, one in Austin, Texas, and another one in London. Uh, It's been valued at 950 million US dollars, and Sony has invested 5% in the company. So, uh, apart from Sony, NetEase, a Chinese based gaming company, also invested in Devolver Digital acquiring 8% of the
2: stake. Yep, as a result of that listing, Devolver Digital has now acquired $50 million in gross proceeds and will be using it to expand the company or the best to Devolver. Okay, I'm next. Konami has announced that they'll be delaying the release of patch version 1.0.0 update for eFootball 2022, the free-to-play PS replacement that's been in a lot of trouble ever since it was released.
1: Yeah, so the patch was initially scheduled to be out on the 11th of November but now Konami has decided to push it to next year Spring 2022 and alongside the delay uh, they'll also be cancelling the eFootball 2022 Premium Player Pack and will also be offering refunds to people who have already uh, bought it though according to them the refund process might take a bit of time and the pack includes content that can only be assessed when the version 1.0.0 update arrives. They also did not rule out re-releasing the content again when everything is more stable in the future.
2: Hmm. According to the company, they have been working diligently on the patch but needs more time to ensure that quality uh, will meet expectations of the players. While the version 1.0.0 patch has been delayed, there is a new update called version 0.9.1 that has been released on the 5th of November And that's meant to fix numerous bugs on the existing game. Slowly but surely, hopefully for Konami, uh, though I can't help but think of Cyberpunk 2077 and all their ongoing updates, well into the second year of the game's release.
1: Yeah. And I bet some of you are thinking as well, what about the mobile version of eFootball 2022, right? And according to uh, Konami, the mobile version of eFootball 2022 will also be delayed to Spring 2022 as the company admits that they need more time to deliver the quality that all of us deserve. So players who are still willing to give the game a chance be it on mobile or not you have to wait until next year it seems Um, and on a slightly happier news local studio Metronomic has announced their next game after the success of No Straight Roads that was released last year Uh, our new game is called Onde Onde based on my favourite dessert in Malaysia and that's how Onde Onde looks like Uh, my wife and I we made it the other day it was delicious and I can't believe that we're making a game based on the same name. So
2: that's really cool. Yes, Metronomics' next game, as announced by their CEO and game director, Wan Hazmir, is called Unde Onde, taking direct inspiration from the sweet Malaysian dessert. Just like No Straight Roads, the game will still be an audio-centric game, but will be executed differently while retaining that fantastical identity. Indeed, we can hear snippets of local influencers in the music in that teaser clip that they just released.
1: Yeah, so nothing else has been announced, but we are as excited as you are to find out more from the Metronomic team. So be on the lookout for more information as and when they're available.
0: Yeah, so that's all we have for this week's news. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Ali and Ofnil. Another cool thing that happened last week was the release of the gameplay trailer for the highly anticipated Elden Ring, the RPG game developed by From Software, featuring acclaimed developer Hidetaka Miyazaki and fame author George R.R. Martin. Joining me to give our quick thoughts on the trailer is Najman Maliki, and after that, we're going to talk about a topic that was inspired by Najman's observation of the trailer grinding in video games. <music>
3: My reaction to the trailer is that, immediate reaction, huh? I am hyped. <laughs> I am hyped. To be honest with you, I wasn't really that hyped with Elden Ring just because it feels too hype in the sense that they announced who the writers are, like they're getting like George RR Martin... They had getting uh, uh, Miyazaki to work in, in with the game as well. feels and then and then all the trailers were just random. I'd say if it's for lack of a better word, and it looks very Dark Souls-ish, right? And I am a, a casual gamer, uh, and Dark Souls, it's not for casual gamers like me. Um, but when I looked at the 19 minutes gameplay, uh, I personally am hyped because it looks, it looks like a a fine crafted looking at least from that trailer game that a lot of layers of gamers who can can start playing that game however one thing that jumped out to me is the grindy-ishness of that game i don't know how based on that trailer i don't know how grindy that game is it's gonna be but it gives me a strong skyrim vibes where you hunt for things you have to Craft things, and it's a really open world, and uh, you gotta get friends in and help you out. So, uh, in short, I'm hyped, but yeah, would love to see how how hard it is, cause I can't gauge the hard difficulty from that trailer. Um, and yeah, would love to know how grindy is it as well.
0: Yeah, um, I think we're gonna touch a bit more on that, uh, later. But I, I, I would like to just also give a bit of like my thoughts on on the game as well. Um, I think like you, I'm also a casual gamer. Which I think is the reason why I've never touched any form software games. Um, the closest that I'm thinking of playing is actually Sekiro. Uh, but I'm a bit wary of actually doing so because of the difficulty level, right? And whether it's going to be super frustrating for me. Um, and I think to a certain extent, I think that's the reason why I wasn't as, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm invested, but I wasn't as, I guess, hyped up with the game. Uh, but now having seen the gameplay and I think, uh, the thing is, from software is known for the difficulty level of their games. So I wonder whether um this will also be part of the experience, right? I mean, like it's a from software game, so it's gonna be difficult. Or are they gonna actually make it more accessible? Considering that I think this is a culmination of all the previous games before this, right? If you think about it, I think a lot of people have said that this is like it looks like a spiritual successor to Dark Souls uh, 3, uh, Dark Souls 4, but at the same time, it also includes elements of games from Sekiro, from, I think, Bloodborne. Um, so, so it feels like a combination of that. So, you know, I hope that it's not going to be as difficult as uh, all the other games and a bit more accessible only because I feel like with, especially with George R.R. R. Martin on board, maybe they are crafting something that's pretty cool i suppose to an extent so and i would like to be a part of that and and if the difficulty which i think a lot of people have said that is going to be part of the experience is going to be something that's a hindrance then i might be a bit more i guess i would say reluctant but it's just it's going to be a a different kind of experience so so uh hopefully hopefully it's gonna be quote unquote a bit more accessible but even if it's difficult i would probably give it a try because it does look great right uh, and you're right i think um, going back to i think the element that attracted you the most i think the grindy element um this game is going to be an rpg game and it's going to be that kind of it's, it's kind of interesting to talk about rpg games these days because i think the the genre itself has evolved um and i like the fact that you i think brought up skyrim to some extent to describe how Elden ring looks like a, a game that's gonna be taking that route, right in terms of you know the map and the I guess inventory management, it looks like it's gonna be like a uh, like a proper almost old school like RPG game, right? Uh and I think grinding is part of, of, of RPG games, uh if you think about it. Uh but in a in a like in, in a slightly different way, right? Yeah. Maybe you can elaborate a bit on like what do you mean by by grinding when you mentioned it earlier. Mm. So what I meant by grinding
3: in this particular aspect. Would be the fact that you gotta hunt for things, you gotta craft things. Um, okay, so the trailer, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's not a really just a full on somebody playing without any um, anything in the, in the background because there are some voiceovers where they explain a bit about the game, and they do mention that um, there would be uh, chances for you to play co op with other players online and gather hunt and craft things, right? That's the grindy aspect that I'm talking about. Um, So if you guys have played games like Horizon, for example, then you'd know crafting where you have to get some some animal skins and stuff like that to create something. But the grindy level, I guess, here that I'm talking about would be more along the lines of, uh, I guess, Monster Hunter, where you really have to get a lot of items, to maybe the same item but over and over again to basically do something it looks like that kind of game where you have to hunt this particular beast like 15 times before you manage to do or craft this particular armor for yourself and to me that grindy is good maybe because of my age <laughs> also uh, but it's it's a it's a thing that i rarely see nowadays right i do see it in games like monster hunter i do see it in games like diablo 2 technically speaking that's not a new game (laughs) but but yeah i i miss those kind of
0: grinds yeah that was najman maliki and we've been talking about grinding in video games we're going to make way for some messages more after this stay tuned this is gg well played on bfm 89.9 BFM 89.9, you're listening to Gigi Well Played, I'm your host Hanif Baharuddin. We're having a casual chat about the act of grinding in video games and how it has differed slightly in this day and age compared to how it was back then Joining me to share his thoughts and observations on the subject is Najman Maliki Unlike me, Najman enjoys the grind a lot more, so let's continue our conversation on the subject so yeah um, I think the kind of grinding that we are a bit more familiar with these days involves I think a lot more online games where or maybe games that have quote unquote end game content right I think end game content means content that you will usually have access to after you finish the whole game I suppose where I think the actual fun begins right? And I think games like Destiny 2 is a perfect example of how um, the endgame content is the kind of content that I think a lot of gamers look forward to when it comes to uh, playing you know Destiny 2 right I mean the campaign is is for, for better or worse is, is good or bad that's not the whole point I suppose to some extent I think the kind of game play that they have in Destiny 2 where it involves you know playing with your friends and as well multiplayer. you know they are PvP but there are also modes where it's PvE and the aim of the game is to level up, right? And and that's where the grind comes in. But I think the kind of grinding that you refer to, Nudge, is the old school kind of grinding, where it's more, I guess, prominent to an extent in RPG games, right? You know, games that you mentioned, uh, Monster Hunter, and even games like, I think, like Final Fantasy, the old Final Fantasy, where I think you can always complete the game if you want to, but one way or another, you have to somehow, quote-unquote, level up, right? And sometimes there, there are elements where leveling up also requires having to I guess source for the right materials to get the ultimate weapon uh, which involves a lot more I guess. Um, It can be a bit tedious but it can also be um, I think uh, a bit fun right if you think about it.
3: So I think one way that I like to think about it is that I'm getting more bang for the buck that I'm paying for right. So if I were to pay for a game 250 ringgit game i play eight hours of the game and that's it i feel like sometimes i feel like i've been cheated into like paying for 250 ringgit for the eight hours experience but if if i have to grind um i sometimes can <laughs> ease my pain a little bit and say see i'm getting a lot more hours of this game Uh, because of the grind. But I can see why some people uh, disagree to that, right? So you'd imagine like, oh, I've already paid this much and I know I can get to that level. You should just have allowed me to get to that level um, right away or maybe just do one or two tasks repetitively and that's it. Uh, But yeah, I think it's, it's always a pros and cons kind of thing here. But doing those kind of grinds Usually, will also uh, reflect in like better understanding of the game mechanics for you. Literally, like increasing your skills in playing the game, and I believe that that's uh, got its own fun lah. So yeah, I like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a bit of a controversial statement only because I think first you have to argue that even your linear game, you know, these days, I mean, can be interpreted as a form of art, and you know, there is a price to to pay for the kind of experience that you have linear or otherwise, right? And then the yeah, second one is that I think, yeah, a lot of people feel like if the game is unnecessarily difficult or, you know, have gameplay elements that can be tedious and not fun to play, it can be quite bloated as well, right? And I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, some, some reviewers have criticized the recent Assassin's Creed Valhalla for repeating that, that format, right? Where uh, there's a lot of, um, quote unquote content, um, there's a lot of, I guess, things to do, but it's pretty grindy and grindy in a bad way because it gets tedious, right? Um, it's bloated to some extent. So yeah, it can be problematic in that sense. But I think um, the kind of grinding that we are talking about here is, is different, right? What do you think of that, Nash? I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer if you think about it um, that you know the grinding aspect must be fun. But will you be will you, will you be okay if you know the game has that grinding element but it's not fun to play? You know what I mean? Like like yeah. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from, and
3: I honestly can answer this question really quickly. No, I'm not. I'm not okay if it's not fun. Um, speaking from experience, playing games like Ragnarok Online, where back in the old days, where the server before they kind of like revamped the system and stuff, it literally takes you months to get to the end game content. Sometimes even like. Nine to twelve months doesn't necessarily get you to the end game content still, so that that to me sometimes can be a bit too much. Uh, and if you look at the the game itself, right now online they do have like a lot of private servers where they've increased um the uh, experience rate so that you don't actually have to grind that long, and I think that's that's deeply rooted in how how it's been made in such a grindy way that people lose their interest in playing the game so it stops becoming a fun game anymore at that point and I think that's where I think you cannot uh, you cannot like kind of over overboard like you can't go overboard with that but one other thing that I really hate as well is when you kind of marry grind and microtransactions and I think that's where the 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 criticism comes really strongly when it comes to Assassin's Valhalla right you do have grinds which is to some people it's not great uh, but also you have to pay for certain content right so if you want to do a lot of trends more to your costume to your players, then you do need to have some credits to do that multiple times Or uh, if not then you have to grind a lot of coins to basically do that um that's where I, I, I really, really disagree with. Lah. So if you do grinding and microtransaction on top of that, then that's where you really take out the fun out of grinding, I feel.
0: Yeah, but now that you mentioned it, I think yeah, it's worth talking about that as well, right? The fact that I think uh, microtransaction, one way or another, is created to somehow bypass the grinding aspect of things, right? I think uh, we've... You know, people's attention span or people's, uh, I guess, time being a bit more limited these days. I think, um, microtransaction was initially introduced to somehow bypass that, right? And, but of course, I think, uh, when pay to win was first introduced, especially in non-mobile games, um, people were a bit more, I guess, um, vocal about it. And hence, it's no longer a common thing now. Although you do, you do still have, you know, access to, uh, pay-to-win materials um, you know in games like FIFA to a certain extent where you can actually buy all the all the FIFA pack cards if you have the money but I think to a certain extent I think people have quote-unquote reduced that ability for people to pay-to-win that much because of the backlash right but still it's still there uh, if you want to but these companies like to use the defense of like, like oh technically you don't have to actually spend you can still grind it out but the grind sometimes is made to be super not fair, right? Where you have to grind for hours and hours and hours, then only you'll be able to get, to get the items that you want. Hence, you know, leading you towards, I guess, you know, spending more money in the form of microtransactions, right? But I think, yeah, the, the whole concept of pay to win is, is more prevalent in mobile games, you know, where I think, yeah, because they're mostly free, the excuse is that, you know, if you want to, I guess, level up faster or you want to get this item faster, you can always pay because the game is already given to you for free right but but i think that's 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 the interesting part right i mean if you think about it once upon a time grinding is the only way for you to you know acquire certain items but now people are creating shortcuts to even like acquiring things via a way called microtransaction right which is you know which is sadly the reality that we're living in at the moment right mm-hmm. and i think i think that i i just love the
3: idea uh, i just love the media pushback to this kind of idea right we can see that people, especially YouTubers and influencers who who basically have a voice in the in the in the industry, are voicing out against such uh, actions. Again, I feel like it's totally fine for you to put uh, content behind a grind, uh, even though the player pays for the game. Um, but it's really it, it becomes really difficult to swallow when you have to pay the full price of the game. And then you have to pay a bit more to get something, right? Uh, And that's why I feel okay with uh, mobile games that are free. And then you're putting content behind it. Then if you have the time to grind, you can grind. If you don't, and if you have the money, then you can actually um, spend some. I've actually done some calculations for games like Genshin Impact and stuff. If you spend somewhere around the ballpark of two hundred and fifty ringgit on the game, you do get a lot of really good... Stuffs, which is what the, the amount of money that you'd pay for a, a computer game or a, a console game right so if you want to pit those two together yeah i i can say that's all right but if you want to pit a full game like fifa 2022 and then add <laughs> the microtransactions behind that that
0: becomes very muddy to me lah all right um so as someone who i guess appreciates games that have grinding elements, do you still have time to grind these days? I mean, with, I guess, you know, being an adult, you know, but still gaming, do you think that, yeah, grinding is something that you can afford to do these days? And would you rather, like, for example, spend your time, your limited time, to be fair, playing games that require you to grind and, you know, spending your free time gaming by grinding? Or would you rather play new games, you know, or games that, yeah, other games, you know, finish a game, you know, story-based game, and then, you know, move on to another story-based game and, you know, be done with it?
3: So I think one thing that developers um, have kind of integrated into grinding uh, more recently uh, and more often nowadays uh, is party grinding, right? So meaning that you grind with uh, another player. Something that in in Elden Ring, they did mention that they are going to have as well, which is great. And the way I've noticed like the pivot has gone in towards is uh, if you were to grind with another player, Um, your experience rate or the chance of you to get a certain item would be increased. This way, I, I basically managed to cut my grind to like half the time or maybe even quarter the time. And on top of that, if I can find like friends of mine or family members of mine who play the same game, I can actually like uh, kill two birds with one stone where I can grind with them and I can spend some time with them. And I think that's kind of like the best case scenario to be in. So some people, some of my friends I do know who play certain games where they want to grind but they don't have friends to play with. They find that grinding with a stranger might not be as rewarding i do get that because i do play games like diablo 3 where i don't have a lot of friends playing that game and i grind alone with strangers but it's not as bad as grinding literally alone (laughs) and again if you do have friends who who play the same game as you grinding with friends and getting those extra buffs is a really awesome way to pass the time. So you might not have a lot of time. Um, you might have only like an hour a day to play games. But if you can use that one hour to reconnect with your friends and, you know, get some grind in, that's, that's a really nice thing to do. And that's my preference always. But I do do switch it up. I, I do play single-player games um, every now and then just
0: because... You know, I can only grind so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, describe to me the satisfaction of you know, the reward after long hours of grinding. Because I don't think I've been in that situation before, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Maybe you can just describe what what's the feeling like actually.
3: I think I think for most of the grinding games that I play, it's awesome, of course. Um, but it's not usually an extreme satisfaction that i feel because of the way grind works usually it's not extremely instant gratification meaning you might get item level one but you want to get to item level 10 and in order to get there you need to like you level up the item 10 times so once you are at level 9 going to level 10 that is not extremely exciting as getting from level 1 to level 10 however one thing that I usually go through um, is especially when I'm playing with people who I know is that once I get to level 10 I feel the incentive to kind of like spread that joy as well so when I'm a level 10 player and honey, if you're a level 1 player I feel so much more inclined even though even if you're a a stranger I feel so much more inclined to kind of quote unquote give back to society and like help you grind because now I'm at this high level I can get you I can help you farm better and I think that that whole satisfaction is really awesome it's again not instant gratification it's really <laughs> putting in the work and like enjoying the fruits of your labour at the end of the of the session really uh, it's it's a really great feeling to, to feel let's uh, say
0: you're tuned into GG Well Played and that was Najman Maliki and we've been talking about grinding in video games. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on bfm.my. Our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play and also Spotify. Do share your thoughts about today's topic or the games that you play via our email ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at bfmradio. My name is Sanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and stay safe. Till next time, GG Well Played.